Have you ever wept before God? Like utterly and completely heartbroken, soul shattered, weeping. And when you have, is he listening? Is he hearing? Does he weep with you? Today we're going to talk about this, a particularly meaningful Bible story that has become more meaningful to me in the last few months. Stay tuned. Welcome to Stories of Hope in Hard Times, the show that explores how people endure and even thrive in difficult times, all with God's help. I'm your host, Tamara K. Anderson. Join me on a journey to find inspiring stories of hope and wisdom learned in life's hardest moments. Hello and welcome to another episode of Tamara's Takeaways on the Stories of Hope and Hard Times podcast. I'm your host, Tamara K. Anderson. And today we're going to talk about something that probably isn't our favorite thing, but I think all of us reach the point in life where things are hard, like not just hard, but like really, really stressful, exhausting, hard to the point where you are weeping, not just tears running down your cheeks, but literally sobbing. And I don't know about you, but in my life, these instances have happened many times. And to start off today's podcast, I want to take you to a chapter in the Bible that has become so very meaningful to me. As I pondered the things that I've learned through my weeping, I'm going to share with you a few things that I've learned that have become very, very important to me. Almost sacred learning experiences have happened because of my weeping. So let's turn quickly to John chapter 11. And this is the story where Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. And this is such an amazing and incredible story, um, not only of the power of Jesus Christ to he, he is the life and the light of the world. He's able to raise us from even death. And I'm going to share with you a little bit of this story because it's such an incredible story. So Lazarus and Mary and Martha were some of Jesus Christ's followers in his day, and they were very close to the point that when Lazarus got very sick, Mary sent to Jesus and said in verse three, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. And It says, when Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the son of God might be glorified thereby. And then it says, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. He loved them. And when he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. So we don't know what he was doing. It might've been something super important. It doesn't say, it just says that he delayed. And then they started on their journey to visit Lazarus. And as they were going, Jesus says in verse 11, our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of his sleep. And then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. But Jesus knew that Lazarus was dead, even though his disciples 
thought he meant he was sleeping. And Jesus came nigh to Jerusalem, it says, and when he arrived, it had been four days since Lazarus had passed. And many of the Jews had come in to Mary and Martha, and they were comforting them concerning their brother. And as soon as Martha heard Jesus was coming, she went out and she met him. But Mary was still in the house. And Martha approached him in verse 21, and it says, Martha said unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou ask of God, God will give it thee. And Jesus said unto her, thy brother shall rise again. And Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? And she said unto him, yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the son of God, which should come into the world. And when she said so, she went her way and she called Mary and said, secretly saying the master has come and calleth for thee and when she heard that she arose quickly and came unto him so she went out to jesus and the jews that were with her in her house and had been comforting her then when they saw her go up and leave they followed her thinking she's going to lazarus grave to weep and when mary was come where jesus was and saw him she fell down at his feet and said unto him lord if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. Now, I just want to pause right here and ask you, have you ever been at that point where if Jesus were standing in the room, you would fall at his feet, weeping and saying, God, if you had been here, this wouldn't have happened. This person who is sick would have lived this marriage that was broken would have been saved whatever it is that has caused you to get to the point of broken hearted weeping that you would have fallen like mary at the feet of jesus and said lord if thou hadst been here i don't know about you but I've been at that point in my life several times when I feel so broken by the circumstances around me that I have wept to God all by myself. And it's often in a very private and quiet moment prayer. I've done it in my car. I've done it at the side of my bed on my knees. I've done it on the floor. But there are very personal and private moments when I feel my soul has been crushed and sorrow has overcome me completely. Mary felt that way. And I have felt that way. And I'm sure you have felt that way. Where you just don't even have words to describe the sorrow, anguish, and grief that you're experiencing at that very moment. In fact, you're so sorrowful that you cannot even hold your strength. It comes out as weeping and you just fall to the ground. And there's a sweet, sweet lesson here that we learn in verse 33. 
When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. When we reach that moment of desperate sorrow and grief, he feels it. I love the verse in Hebrews chapter 4 where it says, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Therefore, let us come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. When we are weeping, he is touched. He feels it. It is real to him, just like it is real to you. And it doesn't matter that Jesus knows what's happening next day or next week or in 10 years from now or 20 years from now. What matters is how you are doing right then. He sees the end from the beginning. He sees the joy in your future, but he feels the pain of your present. Let me say that again. He sees the joy in your future, but he feels the pain in your present. So even though you cannot see yourself ever being happy again in that moment, he does. And even though he sees you being happy when you are sorrowing and sad and grieving, he sees and feels that. And it says in verse 35, Jesus wept. It didn't matter that he knew the miracle that was going to happen in just a few moments. He saw them sorrowing and he wept with them. It's as beautiful and as simple as that. And the Jews said, behold, how he loved him. And so if you wonder if Jesus is there with you when you are weeping, know that he is there weeping with you because he loves you. Just as he loved Mary and Martha and Lazarus, he is there and he weeps out of love. That lifts my soul. Now let's get to the pivotal point of this story where the miracle happens. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth. It's a powerful witness of the power of Jesus Christ to heal, to lift, to lighten, to breathe life back into the very being of one who is dead and also one who is weeping. Now, some of you may wonder, well, why did he wait so long? We're gonna take a quick break, but when we get back, we'll have more lessons, tips, and things you can apply to your life. Stay tuned. Hey, my friends, it's Tamara K. Anderson, and I need your help. I am gearing up for a wonderful Christmas season this year, and I need your stories to be part of it. I'm launching a new part on my podcast that I'm going to start doing every holiday season called 
holiday stories of hope. And so I would love to hear your stories that you and your family have had happen to you during the holidays that have inspired hope in Christ, hope in your family, stories that perhaps you've passed down for generations, or perhaps it's something that's happened to you personally. So if you have a story you would love to share, if you wouldn't mind coming on a Zoom call with me and recording it, we can do it in 5, 10, 15 minutes. And then I will be sharing that this November and December with my audience so that we can all be inspired by your story of hope. If you're interested, go to my website, TamaraKAnderson.com and go to contact me and reach out to me that way and we'll get something set up. All right, guys, thanks for being such great supporters. And I look forward to sharing more of your stories of hope. Now, some of you may wonder, well, why did he wait so long? Why did he wait until they were weeping to bring the miracle to pass? Sometimes I think we need to reach a place of brokenness before we can witness the miracle. The miracle of healing of our souls. Perhaps we need to have that brokenness to have a breakthrough. And I've seen that in my life. It was when I was on my knees, pouring my soul out to God, asking him why I was had two children with autism. And I was weeping with my whole soul broken that I finally heard an answer. And it wasn't telling me why my children had autism. And it wasn't healing them. But it was simply Tamara. This is normal for you. At another point in my life, I remember weeping to God with a broken heart once again, asking why these things had happened and why I was so broken. I was trying so hard to follow what he was guiding me to do. And yet here I was broken. And the whisper came, you'll understand. It wasn't the answer I wanted, but sometimes I think brokenness precedes those epiphanies where we have breakthroughs and we see things differently. Maybe we don't understand in the moment, but God is giving us a moment where we can be quiet and still and listening desperately enough to get the answer we need to keep moving forward. Another time I remember weeping beside Nathan's bed who was screaming and crying and had been for hours and hours and hours. Just like the disciples who were battling the storm and it was raging all around them, he came in the fourth watch in those early hours just before sunrise to calm, and to save. Sometimes he comes in our most desperate hour. And for me in that moment, the answer was, pray for angels. And it was just 
the lesson I needed to learn at my most broken moment. So going back to this beautiful story of Mary and Martha and Lazarus, when we reach that point of desperate weeping, perhaps we're finally ready to hear exactly what God needs to teach us that will help us begin the path towards healing. And when we are weeping, he weeps with us. And yes, he has power to heal and make the whole situation better. But sometimes in these moments of brokenness, we learn the greatest lesson of all, that he is with us, that we're not alone, that he sees us in our brokenness and feels us in our brokenness and weeps with us when we are shattered and don't know how we can possibly go on. Now in the story of Mary and Martha, their brother was raised from the dead and they're weeping though it had endured for several nights did turn to joy. So my message to you today is one of hope. Remember, God sees you in your brokenness, and you may wonder why you don't get the answer until your most desperate hour. But listen for the whisper. Listen for the inspiration that comes. It may not come right away. Remember that Joseph of Egypt didn't see the fullness of the whole story until his brothers came to Egypt begging for food. I'm sure there were many desperate nights when he wept, not only as a young boy sold into slavery, not only when he was thrown into prison, but to see it come full circle. Decades later, he knew and understood God's will for him. Perhaps like Abraham, you feel impressed to do something that wrenches your very heartstrings. Maybe it's not sacrificing your son, but it's sacrificing something else that you love desperately and dearly. And when you're at that moment of greatest sorrow and grief, God answers. And maybe like Mary and Martha, he will not save people that you love from passing on. So if you're weeping, I want you to remember these three things. Number one, you are not alone in your weeping. Mary and Martha wept. Joseph wept. Hannah wept, David wept, Peter wept, Jesus wept. You are not alone in your sorrow or grief. Many have gone before you who have wept. But most importantly, and this is the second point I want to drive home, is when you are weeping, God is there with you.
Jesus is there feeling your sorrow, feeling your pain as you weep to him. And he weeps with you. Now, the third thing I want you to remember from this, not only first that others have wept, second, that Jesus weeps, but third, trust in God's timing. That though you weep and feel very broken, that in time, your weeping and your sorrow and your tears will turn to joy. I love the verse Psalm chapter 30, verse 5. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Trust that just like in the story of Mary and Martha and the raising of Lazarus, that Jesus sees the joy that is coming for you. He sees that though you are weeping in the dark of your night right now, that joy and rejoicing will come in a soon-to-be time, in a soon-to-be date, and that you will have hope and light and joy again because of the great healer who will call you forth just as he called Lazarus forth and invite you into his embrace. Perhaps it will happen in this life and perhaps in the life to come. But remember, you're not alone as you weep. Others have wept with you and understand that sorrow and grief. But more importantly, Jesus weeps with you. And trust in his timing that weeping will only endure for a night and that joy will indeed come in the morning. I testify that Jesus Christ lives and that he loves you. Hope on my friends. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you like what you heard, subscribe so you can get your weekly dose of powerful stories of hope. I know there are many of you out there who are going through a hard time, and I hope you found useful things that you can apply to your own life in today's podcast. If you would like to access the show notes of today's show, please visit my website, storiesofhopepodcast.com. There you will find a summary of today's show, the transcript, and one of my favorite takeaways. You know, if someone kept coming to mind during today's episode, perhaps that means that you should share this episode with them. Maybe there was a story shared or a quote or a scripture verse that they really, really need to hear. So go ahead and share this podcast. May God bless you, especially if you are struggling with hope to carry on and with the strength to keep going when things get tough. Remember to walk with Christ and he will help you bear the burden. And above all else, remember God loves you.